0: Welcome to a podcast for Redefined Sisters. We are a discipling community of women flourishing in faith and redefined by the gospel. Our deepest desire is to equip women to be deeply rooted in the Word of God and live in community with one another. Welcome back, ladies, to the Redefined Sisters podcast. Today, we are going to dive into Matthew and Mark. And I'm going to be joined by my friend and host, Emily. Hi, guys. And we are also being joined again by Asa. Hi. So, ladies, before we begin, here is a fun question. What is your favorite part of spring? I love when the greenhouses open back up because my husband, David, and I, Love growing dahlias and petunias and different flowers in our flower beds. And we love having an extremely green lawn with no weeds in it. So we love the greenhouses opening back up to get all of our flowers and lawn supplies. How about you, Emily?
1: Yeah, you have really pretty flower beds. I remember you sent me a picture. I think it was like over a year ago. (laughs) but I just remember...
0: Yeah, we had like nine-foot dahlias last year. We didn't realize they were going to get that big. (laughs) They were huge, but it was beautiful. Everyone in town was like, that's your lawn? Those are your flowers? I'm like, yeah. But it's so much fun. I love growing dahlias and petunias. They're so pretty.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were really pretty. Well, my favorite part is the flowers blooming, the longer days soaking up the sunshine after my body readjusts to the time change (laughs) and just the anticipation of summer, summer activities. Um, My son and I have a fun trip planned to go see family. And so we're going overseas. So very excited for that. Um, so I just love the anticipation of summer and the sunshine. We have a pool, so we spend quite a bit of time outside at the pool until um, my son—he burns really bad and very quickly. yeah. Oh, so, so, yeah, we can only stay out about thirty minutes or an hour. But for me, I just tan. But for my son, he um, just fries. So it's very sad. But that's okay. My husband <laughs> does too. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how about you, Asa? What is your favorite part of spring?
2: I would say the flowers. Like after everything dies in the winter and the flowers come back. Mm-hmm. Like to show that the cold is leaving and it's starting to get warmer and sunnier and happier. And all the blue bonnets are so pretty. I just love yes. driving
0: by and looking at them. Yes. All right, so let's grab a cup of coffee, a journal, and your Bible as we start rediscovering the truths from each of the Gospels. Today, we are discussing Matthew and Mark, and let us start by discussing a lot of the similarities below. So I really dove into Matthew and Mark in, like, different translations. I had like, one pulled up on my computer. I have my Bible. I have my husband's Bible. And I was just going through these books and there's so many similarities. They are almost like, in some ways they are almost the same book, which is really cool. There's so many similarities with the verses and the chapters. Um, but my favorite thing to start off with, with Matthew and Mark is the baptism of Jesus I found that that was one of my favorite things to read about in here, and I wanted to start off in that because that's such a big thing. And I have Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, and then we'll go into Mark right after that, and we end with Mark. That's one of the first things that it starts off talking about. So with the baptism of Jesus, we're going through 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to join Jordan to John, to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteous. Then he consented. Then when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and coming to rest on him and behold a voice said from heaven this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased that just had to be like the craziest thing ever to see back yeah. then <laughs> being baptized and then just coming up out of the water and just seeing the heavens open
1: yeah that would be really amazing
0: yeah i Could not imagine. And with Mark, it's chapter one, verses nine through 11. And in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John the Baptist in Jordan. And when he came out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. A voice came from the heaven You are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And with those verses, they are extremely similar. And that's just a really good way of starting off to be able to show you like there is a bit of difference, but there, there are two different
1: perspectives, but it's showing the same exact thing that's happening. Yeah. They don't contradict one another.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's how I like to view Matthew and Mark. They, it's telling two different sides, but you don't see them contradicting each other. One of the other ones I really like to go over, we are going to hop right into Matthew 6, and we're going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer. That's also in Mark in chapter 11. There are certain parts of Mark that you can see it spans out a little bit more from Matthew, and that's totally okay, because there's a lot in both of these books. So we're just going to be reading Matthew chapter six, verse five. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. That's one of my favorite things to read. And it's a fantastic reminder of how to pray now and in specific times, like of our own need. So we are going to flip to Mark chapter 11, and we're going to read verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, So that your father who is in heaven may forgive you, forgive you your trespasses. They go with one another. They don't contradict one another, which is a big, important thing to remember. We are also going to be talking about the mustard seed. A lot of people remember talking about the mustard seed probably when they were younger or in youth group, like having faith the side of a mustard seed. And this is where this comes from. So we're going to be reading Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 and 32. And Emily's going to be reading Mark chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. So he put another parable before him, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Emily, if you wanted to read Mark for us.
1: Okay, sure. So Mark chapter four, verses 30 through 32. And he said, how shall we picture the kingdom of God or by what parables shall we present it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the soil, though it is smaller than all the seeds that are upon the soil, yet when it is grown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches so that the birds of the air can nest under its shade. I love those verses. Yeah. Yeah, very good. There's
0: there's so much within Matthew and Mark that it's crazy and just having to make just a small section of what we're reading today was so hard. But the next one that um really hit me was talking about how we are the salt and light of the earth. That was one of my favorite things to read on. So we are going to flip to Matthew chapter 5, Emily, if you wanted to go to mark chapter nine and it'll be verse 50 there perfect and i will so matthew chapter five verse 13 you are the salt of the earth but if salt had lost its taste how shall the saltiness be restored it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet
1: Verse 50, salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. I think I love that. Be at peace with one another. I do too. That is probably my one of my favorite verses of the Bible.
0: It is so good. So a big another one that we wanted, I wanted to talk about is when Jesus predicts his death. And the more I looked into it, he did this three times in both of these books. He predicted it three separate times. And we're not going to read all three of them, but we are going to go to Matthew chapter 16. Emily, if you wanted to go to Mark chapter eight, it will be verses 31 through 38. And I'm going to read Matthew chapter 16, verses 20 to 28. And so the ones that I'm reading, I'm going to be talking about how Jesus foretells his death and his resurrection. And then I did add the last little bit of taking up your own cross and following Jesus, because those verses are so good and they hit really hard. So. and then he or pay each person according to what he has done. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing there who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man
1: coming in his kingdom. Okay, so I had a question pop up in my mind while you were reading. So um, for all our listeners, Jordan, like how do we take up our cross and follow Christ? What does that look like? For me,
0: it really is setting down the things that we want, that we're living by his will, not our own, that we have to surrender some things that we might want in our own life and giving everything to him. So it discusses about how, like, what will we get if we sell our soul or if we lose our life what will we get out of it but if we lose our life for his sake that's we find everything and to me it's just a really good reminder that for me it means to deny myself and to live by him and what he's convicting me of and for everyone that could look a little bit different. But for me, that's what I have mainly got out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like general things that the Lord calls us to be obedient in through his word, like as believers, but there are also like things that are more specific to our own lives as well. Um. So I think for me, my biggest one would be like, I know I've shared this on, I think it was a few episodes ago in the motherhood series where Um, for me, like, you know, we would love to have uh, another baby, but we just, you know, for in this season, for whatever reason, the Lord has us walking through infertility. So that's something I have to lay down um, every day, sometimes all day. And I'm like, okay, you know what, that's the Lord's will. And um, me just laying that down and surrender to him. That's okay. I still have Great things, you know. I can continue moving forward with the blessings that the Lord has put in my life, and so honestly, that's what I do. I I just really enjoy being with my son, who's three, and riding horses, and you know, I have homework that you know I have to do. So I I love learning in seminary and um, you know working here at Redefined Sisters. So there's plenty of good in my life, and so I think I think it's about a perspective shift too.
0: Absolutely. It's such a perspective shift, and it's hard to get to that point to know that you need to shift your perspective. It's a lot of hard work and trusting in God to get to that point.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I am going to go next
0: to the greatest commandment, and that's going to be in Matthew 22. Emily, if you want to go to Mark, chapter 12, verses 29 through 31, and I think I'm going to have Aza join in on the last two.
1: Okay, that sounds good. So, Mark chapter 12, verses 29 through 31. Jesus answered, The foremost is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these.
0: And the mirroring verses is Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And those are such a solid reminder because I feel like sometimes those are the two hardest things to remember.
1: Yeah, I, I think just putting the Lord first and loving him with all that we are and all that we have is um, it takes, it takes a lot of effort and it takes it really a lot does. of discipline. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, and then also loving your neighbor as yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: anyone can be considered our neighbor. If yeah. we're honest, like yeah. learning to love everybody the same as we love ourselves. And that takes a lot of discipline as well, especially when we can be in the middle of like cancel culture and just so many different things going on that puts us against one another, just learning to sit and really meditate on those verses and working through that discipline is such an important thing.
1: Yeah. And I think even recognizing that loving our neighbor includes those that live in our own homes too. Sometimes we forget um, that those are our closest neighbor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. That goes back to when we were talking about the motherhood series too, is mm-hmm. that like that's our first ministry. That's our biggest ministry is the is our home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's one thing that sometimes we just put on the back burner. All right. I would love it, Aza, if you flipped to Matthew chapter 26 and read verses 20 through 24. We're also going to be discussing the Last Supper. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table
2: with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus said, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man it would be better for him if he had not been
0: born just sitting there and thinking about that some of these men were going to sit there and deny him and betray him and that he still sat there with them at this meal and loved them
1: yeah that's amazing um yeah it's on it's mind blowing cuz because he still went to the cross for us even though he knew that we would, um, deny him as well. Um, and sin against him
0: just to have that kind of love for someone else. It's, it's amazing. And that I feel like that that's one thing that we should pray for every day is to learn, to have that kind of love for others as he loves us.
1: Yeah, um, that's one of my prayers daily. And I also love praying the Lord's prayer um, in the mornings. I think there's something really special about that and um, just allowing the Lord to work through me and, um, you know, focus on him, focus on eternity before I get my day going. Absolutely. I will be going into
0: Mark um, chapter 14, verses 17 through 21. And when it was evening, he came with the 12. And as they were reclining at the table and eating, Jesus said, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. And they began to be sorrowful and say to him one after another, is it I? He said to them, it is one of the 12 one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. For the son of man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Well, that's a heavy hitter.
1: Yeah, that is very heavy. And I think it also talks about this in John that um, it talks about how that was to fulfill the scriptures that Judas would betray him as well. So it's kind of like... Okay. Like how, how do I reconcile that in my mind? Like God still created Judas, even though he knew he would betray him. And then John talks about how it was part of the fulfillment of the scriptures. So it's just like a lot to process and think through. Yeah. There's, there's
0: so much that goes into the prophecies and just seeing it laid out before us just hours before he was arrested and on the cross. Like, it's so crazy to read it. Aza, I would love if you read Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Um, We're also, the last part that we're going to be discussing for the similarities is going to be the Great Commission, because that is something that's a very important note to touch on. And it's one of the most important things also that we read and that we're commanded
2: to do okay i've got that right here then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am with you always to the very end of the age
0: thank you asa i i just love reading about the great commission i'm going to be reading The quick part in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18, and then we will close out with the differences. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up the serpents with their hands and they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them. And they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. I will actually go on to verse 19 too. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up to heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Yeah, so good. Yeah. With the differences, um it was really hard because these two books are so much alike and just these verses are just some of the key points that I wanted to do and I made sure that they were shorter so we fit it into the podcast and there's so much more if you even get like one of the books on Your computer or your phone and have another one in front of you also and be able to compare and contrast them. You can easily almost do verse for verse in some of the chapters. The book of Matthew I have seen gives more emphasis on Jesus and the prophecy and Mark is really concentrated on the deeds of Jesus and what he did. Um, Matthew began with genealogy and the story of how he was born, and Mark really just jumps into John the Baptist and Jesus's baptism. But both of these books are amazing to see the different points of view of Christ and how this portion of the Bible is.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really, really good study. And I know you texted me and you're saying, okay, so I have my husband's Bible open. I have my Bible open and I'm trying to like work through this. My husband kept coming in. He's
0: like, are you okay? And I'm like, there's so many verses. I'm like, there's so many I'm trying to do, but he was so encouraging. He's like, you got this. You're doing so good.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, he was being so helpful because he has a study Bible and mine just has um, like the bigger margin so I can take notes. So having his there also was really helpful in seeing just the different way that his Bible broke apart some of the verses and went more into description helped me a lot with this. So it was just awesome to see. Um, but. Before we end our time today, what was your favorite part of the discussion today, Emily?
1: Honestly, I loved it all. I thought it was all really good. I just like um, really in-depth studies, and so I like looking at different books and seeing how um, you know, scripture interprets scripture, so it doesn't contradict one another. You can um, see the similarities, but you can also see the differences in what the authors um, focused on. So I think it's it's all really really good, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I just seeing the similarities and differences, and seeing everything like all laid out, it it really just creates just a beautiful timeline of it. And I love being able to visually see that when going through the Gospels. How about you, Aza?
2: Um, so as I said earlier, I'm in uh, New Testament. We talked about how similar all the Gospels are um, and how a lot of Matthew and Luke came from the book of Mark because Mark was is said to be written first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so cool how they are so similar. Like they're getting... They saw all the same stuff. Um, like they were um for the like for the Great Commission specifically, um, like it's hard to it's hard to change the wording on that. And then like yeah. it's so powerful in that like the way it's worded, you can't really change that.
0: I loved being able to go through all the different books, I may have also jumped into Luke and John a little bit too, when I was going through and studying just because there, it's just seeing this part of the Bible, it's so good and being able to see the prophecy like in action, and seeing Jesus doing his deeds, his work, his ministry. I love being able to go more in depth and learn everything and see for myself the the books and being able to compare and contrast them for myself. I feel like that that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work, but it really opened up my eyes to different things.
1: Yes, thank you for leading us through the study today.
0: Absolutely. And ladies, I pray that you each received something from this and can put it forth in your own life. We will see you ladies next time for part three bye thank you all for listening bye bye ladies thank you for listening to continue the conversation with us join our free membership community at www.facebook.com groups slash sisters or you can email us at sisters at gmail.com we cannot wait to connect with you